Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Time to talk to the vice captain of the White Ferns, Amy Sathwaite, joins us. G'day, Amy. How you doing? Afternoon, Ricardo. Good, thank you. That's the story, mate. Congratulations on a great knock yesterday and a good win for the team. Yeah, it was a great start to the to the series. I think we obviously played pretty well in the in the T Twenty in that one off game, and uh, wanted to continue that momentum in, in this format and, and knowing what's ahead of us in, in the next couple of months. And it was nice to put on some big partnerships and I guess. A, get a good total on the board and, and then get a win. Yeah, I mean, the the, um, the thing that I guess is really good to see is, you know, when we look at the World Cup, which is on the horizon, you know, and we think of the teams that we need to beat to to be in that uh, in the reckoning, you know, India is going to be one of those teams. And I know the first match was a T20 and it's a different format and things, but good confidence booster there. And, and then uh, being able to knock them over yesterday as well in the, in the manner that we did, setting a good total and then uh, dominating with the ball is going to be pretty pleasing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we knew coming into this series that it was going to be a test and, and also just going to be a, a really good, I guess, reflection on where we were at as a team leading into that pinnacle event. And uh, I think we certainly have started extremely well. I know that they've got some players that are still uh, in MIQ and the likes of Shmini Mandana and a couple of key bowlers for them as well that are going to come into their team. So I'm sure they'll get stronger and, and give us more of a test and probably even just as the series goes on and, and they get used to our conditions and for them, probably if it warms up a little bit, I know they don't enjoy the cold. But I think, yeah, we've certainly started off well and that's been really pleasing. But we know that they're going to get stronger and stronger and um, we're going to have to continue to improve our game as well. Uh, one of the air bowlers that I've been really uh, impressed with is uh, Pooja Vastraka. Uh, I mean, I know when we talk Indian cricket, we tend to talk their spinners when it comes to bowling. But I think she's been superb with the ball, both in that T20 match uh, and in that one day. She really caused um, some of our batters a few problems in, in trying to figure out how to get her away. Yeah, she's been impressive. I think um, we've been pretty impressed with her sort of speed around the boundary as well. She's an impressive athlete and she played against us probably two or three years ago when they toured over here and I think she's gone up another level in her game and, and certainly got a bit quicker and she reminds me a little bit of Jasper Boomer for the, the Indian men's team but just the role that she plays and it's sort of short run up and seems to be able to get the ball to move just enough to sort of cause some trouble. So I think we're going to have to continue to play her well and um, you know, I think if we can get through her then and hopefully uh, you know, score some, a lot of runs against some of their other bowlers. What is the key to playing her well? I mean, she, you know, the thing that I, I think that she's done to, to pin some of our batters down is to bowl reasonably straight and reasonably full, not just not give any anything square of the wicket. I mean, in your situation, how do you approach that when you when you you know obviously the way she's got the field set, you're just finding fielders all the time. Yeah, look, I think early doors, it's um, about reading the conditions. And I think Susie and Maddie did that well yesterday in, in terms of trying to see off that new ball. And they certainly picked up length really well. And I'm sure that's something that, um, as a team, India will reflect on and, and probably not to look to bowl too short to us for the next game. But 
I think it's about potentially using our crease a little bit, whether that's coming out or moving laterally to try and sort of access some of those gaps. I think they do set a pretty stacked offside field and, and like you say, bowl pretty tight lines and uh, try and get us hitting sort of to one area of the ground. So if we can sort of move around the crease a little bit and try and manipulate some of those angles, it seems to help. Now, uh, what about uh, yourself? Uh, you came in at five yesterday. I mean, I've, we've seen you come in at three and four previously. Uh, it, it feels like the way that uh, Bob has kind of structured uh, things yesterday, it was about you being, a, a, I guess, a mid-innings anchor. Uh, how do you feel about batting at five, and do you have a preference? Uh, look, we've obviously tried a few different things, and like I said, I've been at three for a lot of my career. I actually did come in at four yesterday, but um, I think it is about that sort of trying to be through the through the middle there and facing a lot of the spin bowlers that you seem to get um, against a lot of teams sort of through that middle phase and, and try and put on a partnership um, with whoever I'm batting with. And yesterday I was able to do that with Susie. And I guess the bigger lifts of the partnerships that we can put on, then hopefully we can set up a, a really good base and, and let the likes of Sophie Devine and even Leah Tahuhu, the way she's been coming in in the last couple of games and um, trying to get a, a quick fire few. And, and then we've got some real power still of, and the likes of Hayley Jensen and Katie Martin. So I think my role alongside the likes of Amelia Kerr and, and Susie Bates is to try and really set up a good platform to allow those power hitters to sort of put the icing on the cake and finish it off. It feels like Leah, I mean, you mentioned her. I mean, she, she went great guns um, in, the, in that T20. What was it, 27 or 14, I think, uh, she got. And... Uh, mm. She seems to have really, uh, you know, her batting seems to have really come on just in the last year. I mean, has it always been there or has that been something that she's really worked on? Uh, a little bit of both. She certainly always had the power that everyone sort of envied in the nets and not someone that you want to bowl to in such a confined space. But I think she has um, put a lot of work into it. And ironically, um, she had some a foot surgery uh, the last year and, and it probably meant that she couldn't come back and bowl for quite a while, but she could do a lot of batting. And uh, I think it sort of paid dividends this season in the way that she's playing. And she got some time in the middle in the Super Smash, which I think just allowed her to, to learn how to put those sort of innings together and, um, you know, how she was going to, sort of, I guess, approach uh, the way that she played and, and then getting that sort of confidence through some of the innings that she had in that competition. She's been able to bring that into the New Zealand stuff and continue to stick to how she wants to play. And she knows that it's not always going to come off. I think it's the nature of... I guess that little bit of risk versus reward and, and how she does approach her game, but um, it's something that we're looking to utilise that can just provide a little bit of an injection into the game when we think we need it. Now, do you think she has uh, progressed, uh, I, I guess, just in the way that fans particularly tend to look at things, from being a, a lower-order slugger who's a bowler who can who you know can throw the willow about to actually being a genuine all-rounder? Oh, I think she's had a few people who throw the all-rounder tag at her and she's brushing them off at the moment. But if she keeps going the way she has been, um, it's certainly going to become a little bit more prevalent, I think, and, and probably have to change it when they put the team up from bowler to all-rounder. But um, I think, like you say, she's certainly been working very hard at it and the more she can contribute um, those little innings, um, you know, when we've been asking her to, then, then yeah, that, that tag certainly might get attached to her. Yeah, I, I mean, we've got plenty of firepower with the ball as well. I mean, Leah is, is one of those players, but uh, Jess uh, Kerr's really put her hand up in, in recent times, and she she had a uh, a great super smash with uh, with Wellington, and uh, she seems to be carrying that on. I mean, taking four for yesterday was uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, look, she's taken a lot of wickets in this over the summer, like you say, for the Wellington Blaze initially, and then she's certainly started in the same fashion for us, and, and hopefully she can continue that on for the rest of the season. I think. We've seen in the women's game that there's certainly types of bowlers and the likes of in-swing seamers and, and sort of left-arm orthodox spinners that 
that tend to trouble teams and um, Jess is certainly no exception to that rule and has been bowling really well of late so it's pleasing for us to have someone of that calibre in our arsenal and I think it gives us a really good balance with like you say some sort of real pace up front with Leah and and then the likes of you know your outswing bowlers and Sophie Devine and, and Hannah Rowe and and then you've got Jess that swings it the other way so it just gives you a nice balance and it means that you can um, you know get some really strategic matchups I guess against different batters and against different teams. Uh, in terms of um, where you feel like the team is at at the moment, um, obviously we went to England mid-last year or mid-late last year. Uh, I had a series up there and it was a, it felt like a series of we're, we're nearly there but not quite. You know, We got so close to winning both the T20 and the ODI series against the Poms but didn't just, just fell at the last hurdle. It feels to me like India are probably you know, sort of about the same level as, as England. Um, so do, do you think that the White Ferns have come on now maybe and bridged some of that gap that we saw in England? Yeah, I think we're getting closer. I think it's something that we've been looking to do and I think internally as a team we really believe that we can do that and this series is about proving that I guess to everyone else and to ourselves in a way and, and giving ourselves that confidence going into the World Cup and we had a couple of players missing in, in England and the likes of Neely Kerr has obviously come back in and helped strengthen the batting lineup and also offers that spin bowling option uh, as well, so I think we've got a, a really nice balance to our side for this tour. And um, you know, like you say, we were really close in England, and we truly believe that we weren't far off being able to tip them over more regularly and um, start to win more games of cricket. And you know, we, we're definitely not going to deny that our, our sort of ODI record, I guess, in the last two three years has not been great. But I think we've been building really nicely and and done a lot of hard work, and, and hopefully that can pay off in some results in the in the next wee while. Yeah, of course, um, you know, we're looking forward to that World Cup starting. It's going to be uh, fantastic having all the teams here and uh, seeing you guys uh, have a crack at uh, a world title. Uh, I mean, who for you is stands between you and that world title? Who do you think at the moment you have to beat? You, you, pro- you know, you're going to have to beat either in semi-final or final to make it. Who's the top team? Well, I don't think we can go past Australia, to be honest. I think we saw them recently uh, in the Ashes series against England and you know, I think going into that, you'd probably argue they were two of the best teams in the world and Australia pretty much wiped them off the park. So mm. I think they're showing how strong they are and, and how much depth they've got and um, they're certainly going to be probably the team that everyone's looking to beat uh, throughout the tournament. And the pleasing thing for us is in tournament play in the past, we've got a pretty good record against Australia and, and seem to play some pretty good cricket. So hopefully we can continue that on and obviously we've got a lot of other teams to get past first but if it came down to to playing them in a semi-final or a final I'd I'd certainly back us in a one-off game and um, you know we'd have every chance so it's going to be a fantastic tournament and I think one of those tournaments where you could see some upsets and um, you know it's going to be really well competed. Yeah, no, looking forward to it, man. No, not, probably not as much as you are, though. I would, ima- I would imagine uh, this is going to be a, a real career highlight for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I, to be honest, probably thought that 2017 might have been my last World Cup for a while there, but when you then hear that there's going to be a World Cup at home and um, obviously the way that the game's gone and getting a little more and more professionalised, it's allowed me to stay in the game and, and certainly, like I say, that carrot of being able to play at home and in home conditions and in front of family and friends, um, it's not something that comes around too often and, and something that you'd love to be able to be a part of. So we've been talking about it for a long time now. I think especially with it getting delayed 12 months, it feels like we've been talking about it forever. But to think that it's around the corner and, and we're nearly ready to get started, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, is this? Uh, do you feel like this is a, a, 
a good way to go out, if you like, just, you know, in, in terms of your career? I mean, are you, are you, are you, are you thinking about post this uh, tournament or not? Um, oh, look, you have to, you have to think a little bit to, to plan ahead and make sure that you've got things up your sleeve for when you do retire. But I haven't got it dead set that it would be after this World Cup. I think there's the likes of the Commonwealth Games not too far after that, and it's not often that you get to say that you've been a part of a Commonwealth Games. And I think there's a T20 World Cup you know, after that, and, and that's, I guess, the beauty of where the game is at the moment. There's always pinnacle events not too far um, apart, and it probably keeps you in the game for longer and longer. So I don't think this will be my, my last hurrah, but, um, yeah, it's exciting to think you know, there's still things hopefully in the future to be a part of as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I guess, you know, you look at sport around the world and you look at people like... I don't know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic or Cristiano Ronaldo in football, or you look at LeBron James in basketball, it's just like athletes are going longer in their careers with what better training, better nutrition, you know, sort of better recovery, all of that sort of thing, right? Yeah, I don't know if I compare myself to those athletes. <laughs> They're pretty <laughs> remarkable, but yeah, no, I do. I think the, the way that the game, especially in the women's game, is, like I said before, is sort of professionalised a little bit more, has allowed people to stay involved, and um, obviously I've been fortunate to go away and to start my family and have my, my daughter and be able to come back and play as well. And we haven't seen that too often in the women's game. And I saw a lot throughout my career that has gone away and started families and, and retired at a very, what I'd sort of consider quite a young age to sort of lose them from the game. So to be able to you know, have, have done that and come back has um, been pretty amazing and, and hopefully will, I guess, pave a little bit of a pathway for other athletes in the future to show that they can do it as well. And while the body's still feeling like it can um, get on the park um, and, and run around and, and sort of compete with the young ones, and and while I'm also able to, I guess, put scores and performances on the board mm-hmm. and you know prove that you're sort of still good enough to be around and you're enjoying it, then you know, why wouldn't you keep going? To be to be honest. Oh, good dig yesterday, 63 from 67. Suggests you're going to be around for a while yet, Amy, which is good to see. Hey, just before I let you go, um, what's the conversation been with Bob and the and the senior players group about how you approach this uh, five-game uh, ODI series against India? I mean, is it just let's play our best cricket, let's, um, let's win a series? Or is it, hey, let's get out there and play our best cricket, but let's try a few things and put ourselves in a few situations which we might find ourselves in come tournaments? time oh it's a really fine balance i think to be honest the sort of delicate balance of achieving both to a certain extent i think winning games can't be underestimated and it gives you a huge amount of confidence and momentum going into a tournament like a world cup and especially when you have to i guess play each team once in the format that we've got um and i think we probably learned that from the last world cup in 2017 but there's also i think the beauty of where we've got to with the squad that we've picked is we've got some great depth um, that we started to develop, and, and I think that you know you might then see um, the odd person, I guess, getting a, a run and just testing out a few different combinations and um, making sure that we're sort of really happy with our best eleven going into that tournament. So yeah, I think there'll be a, a little a sort of like I said earlier, a delicate balance of, of um, trying some different things, but trying to make sure that we're winning and, and on that sort of momentum of, of winning games of cricket. Yeah, all right, good stuff. Amy, thanks very much for coming on. Really appreciate your time uh, the day after. Again, we'll let you get back to, uh, uh, back to the camp and uh, best of luck for the rest of the series uh, starting in on Tuesday. No worries. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime, anytime. Uh, the uh, vice captain of the White Ferns, Amy Satterwhite, uh, there with us here on SENZ. Sunday afternoon, Ricardo Ball with you. It is 